Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. It's time for a little bit of recap of week one and then a look forward to week two. Uh, week one, just a couple of thoughts here. I've already kind of went over all the scores and everything throughout the Facebook live shows and other. Uh, I did a podcast with Chris Roush and Anthony Crane as well. And we kind of recapped a little bit of week one there as well. I'll just talk about the two games that I was at and some general thoughts, um, overlooking thoughts of week one. Uh, the first game I was at, uh, South Holt Nolly Holt at Worth County. Big win for the Spartans, 78-22. to uh, Defensively, the Spartans have really impressed me with their physicality and their ability to tackle this year and play assignment football. We haven't seen that in the past couple of years for them against good teams, so that was nice to see this year. Um, really proud of the way the Spartans played. You don't usually see Mount, uh, Worth County teams look the way they looked last Friday, where they looked um, – just a little bit dejected and kind of down on themselves and infighting. You just don't see that. You usually see that happens when you play Worth County, not when you are Worth County. So I was very surprised by that outcome last week and just how thoroughly dominant the Spartans looked on the road. It's hard to win in Grant City as it is. It's hard to beat Worth County as it is. But going on the road and doing it the way the Spartans did really impressed me. And I had my poll this week. I put Mountain City 1. Southland Nautilus 1B. I think they're neck and neck top two teams in the, in the state. And a North Shelby um, edge the Spartans out for that two spot in the poll. But I was very impressed with the Spartans this week. And they got Ledlow, um, Southwest Livingston here this Friday. So I'm really excited to see how that game goes. Um, the other game I was at, Southwest Livingston, East Atchison. Not a very well played game. Uh, very sloppy, both by the teams, officiating, um, just a just in general, not a clean game. Not a very entertaining game to watch, uh, for that matter. Um, which is kind of hard to say for a 54-30 to 30 game. It just kind of slow-paced. The first half took an hour and a half. The whole game took two and a half, three hours. It just it was a long game. It took a while for it to get done. Um, congrats to Livingston for getting the win. I picked EA to win that game. I was wrong. I just like I think I picked Worth County. I was pretty much of a toss-up for the Spartans and Worth County game. I gave a slight edge to Worth County before I realized their quarterback was out, and I didn't know Reinhardt would be out the first quarter, which really hurt Worth County, but the Spartans did what they had to do. Uh, Livingston, uh, with Wesley Hughes there at quarterback, looked really good um, throwing the ball there. He has some nice weapons on the outside. Neptune is a very good player. Spoiler alert, if you're playing Southwest Livingston, you guard a, you have to cover Neptune. It's it's really just like that's your cut and dry. That's your first priority when you're playing Livingston. You've got to slow down Neptune. Uh, very good player. Played very well versus East Atchison. Uh, they have other guys. Keeney looked okay. Ethan Hare, uh, Patrick Warren all looked pretty good. Ace up front. Um, Sears uh, playing guard and then playing defensive end looked really good as well. So Livingston has some pieces this year. They're better than I thought they would be. I still wasn't overly impressed with them, mainly because I thought East Atchison looked really flat. And I was just kind of surprised by East Atchison. I said this to a couple of people there um, Sunday at the game, that they didn't use Kayla Merriweather the way I thought they would going into this year. You've seen the last couple of years, he's a junior now. His freshman and sophomore years, he was the second tailback in the backfield next to Bywater and behind uh, McNeney at quarterback. With McNeney and Bywater graduating, yeah, I knew Josh Smith was going to take over at quarterback. I said, hey, they're going to, Caleb Merriweather is going to be their go to guy. He's going to be the guy they're going to try to ride. And it just wasn't the case. 
He did get a few carries here and there. They didn't throw the ball a whole lot. Most of the um, passes that were completed went to either Headland, um, who looked decent, um, high-pointed a ball, had a couple of touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving on the day. So Headland is going to get his. He's a big um, option on the outside. Uh, how many yards did he end up having? 122 yards and a couple of touchdowns, Green Headland. So he had a nice game. Uh, on the other side, though, Chase Neptune, 233 yards and three scores for him. He was excellent in that game on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, so I was just kind of surprised in the way they kind of used uh, Merriweather. Maybe they'll change the year goes on. Um, I know they like the Spinato kid. He's quick, but he's not very big. I think they listed him at 5'9", 150. That's, that's generous, I think. He's not a very big kid. Um, he is quick. He is elusive. I think he's pretty – um, savvy on the football field. It's just when you run him on a sweep to Jaden Sears' side and you don't block Sears, it's not going to work out great for you. I'm sorry. It just schematically it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think Barons will figure it out as the year goes on how to use his new pieces. I think they the biggest thing was they missed Jake McNeigh quite a bit there on the field. Defensively, kind of getting them where they're supposed to be and being assignment sound across the board, but also offensively having that steady leadership at the quarterback position, make the right plays, um, and having the good leadership there, they really missed that. Uh, probably more than Livingston missed the athleticism of Mac Anderson, which is saying quite a bit. That's how important McNamee was to their team last year. And also, they missed other guys like Bywater and Bowling and other guys as well who made real impacts last year, uh, Gus Hurst. Um, so EA, some growing pains here in week one. They get Northwest Nottoway this upcoming week, so maybe they can uh, figure it out there a little bit moving forward. Um, Archie down south beat Liberal, um, 82-28. Big scoring output there for Archie. That game was close in the first quarter, and then Archie went on like a 50-point run. So Archie, I'm very excited to see what they kind of bring this year. Uh, Tate, man. And the other game that really surprised me, Ulrich losing to St. Paul Lutheran. I did not see that coming at all. I kind of just penciled in. I really just sharpied in Oric. My like, hey, Oric, they'll win that game. They're bringing back Blake Buchanan, a bunch of other really good players. They should do just fine in that game. And they ran for 42 yards, one and a half yards of carry. I mean, it was shocking to me to see Oric lose that game in the fashion that they did. Um, let me see the bullet stats I had here. Last year, Blake Buchanan rushing yards from the from his best game to his worst game last year. 271, 243, 237, 228, 138, 127, 95, 80, 72. Surprisingly enough, his best Inworth game last year were against North Shelby. Um, last Friday, 16 carries, 36 yards. Uh, did have an okay game passing. He was 12 of 25 for 198 yards. Two touchdowns, also two picks through the air, so... I was just really surprised. Stevenson had two carries for zero yards. Miller, the freshman, had seven carries for six yards. Just overall, a very below-average offensive performance from Oracle. I did not see coming, only putting up 14 points. Credit to St. Paul Lutheran coming out, playing really good defense, and getting the upset there. Um, so congrats to the coach over there and just everything for St. Paul Lutheran to kind of make a statement in their first-ever eight-man game. Uh, congrats to them. Um, other other games kind of went where we kind of saw them. Hughesville ran up the score on Bramer a little bit. Bramer's still struggling a little bit. Hughesville maybe a little better than we kind of thought coming into the year. 
Um, I thought Hughesville and Schuyler County kind of showed that they may be the teams outside of the Northwest Missouri area, the kind of the CRC independent area that's may surprise people this year. So that was good to see. It also kind of hard to tell with Keatsville being a new program, how good Skyler really is. Uh, but we'll go on to week two here and kind of see first with the media poll. Um, of course, this week's media poll uh, from one to 10 Mound city had five first place votes, North Shelby with two first place votes and South Holt Hill with one. And North Shelby gets a two-spot over South Holt Nami Holt. They finished the same points, actually, in the voting. Uh, but North Shelby had more first-place votes, so they get the number two spot. Uh, Livingston at four. Drexel at five. North Andrews, six. Albany, seven. Pattonsburg, eight. Stanbury, nine. Worth County at ten. Others receiving votes. Archie, East Ashton, Rich Hill, and Rockport. Um, so, no big surprises here. Um, of course, Worth County dropped eight spots. Um East Ashton dropped from seven out of the polls, um, and they were replaced by Pattonsburg, who jumped in. Oric was just outside the top ten. They dropped off completely. Uh, so no big surprise there. North Angel up a couple spots. Albany up a spot. Stanbury up a spot. Uh, Livingston goes up a couple. Um, Drexel. Livingston up one spot. Drexel up one spot. So it all kind of went kind of the way you kind of saw it progressing as the year goes on a little bit here. My top 10 differs a little bit. Uh, my top three kind of mimic, uh, mirrors the regular top three with Mound City, South Hilton, North, North Shelby. So the top three, not a big change there. I have Albany in my four spot. They came in at seven in the regular poll. I'm really high in Albany. They didn't play last week versus Osceola, so I think that kind of hurt them a little bit in the poll this week just because people didn't get to see them showcase and put a score um, out there. So I think they kind of lost their luster a little bit. Um, I was tied for the highest break in Albany at four with another voter, so that's kind of the way we saw it. Um, the five spot, I have Drexel, which mirrors the other poll as well. Six spot, I have Stanbury. Uh, they finished at nine in the final poll. I'm really high on Stanbury. They have Albany this week. I think the winner of that game goes in the top five, and I'll get that here in a little bit. Um, seven, I had Worth County. I dropped them from two to seven in my poll. I think Worth County is going to be fine. I didn't know quite where to put them here. I put them just slightly over Pattonsburg just for now. We'll see how the year goes on. I have Pattonsburg at 8, which mirrors what they're on the final poll. Um, Archie, I had at 9, so I gave them some love. I had them 9. Two other voters put them at 10 in their poll. So Archie got a little bit of love this week, not a whole lot. They were still pretty far away from making the official top 10, but I think I thought they deserved some love after putting up 82 points in week 1. And I'm just kind of impressed with their town a little bit. And then North Andrew at 10. Um North Andrew and Livingston were my last two to kind of go over that 10th spot, even though uh, Livingston's four, North Andrew's six in the final poll. Um, I just thought that, like, I've seen Livingston live. I've seen Archie live. Honestly, in my opinion, I think, I think Archie's a better team right now. I think they're a little more – I just like the way they're kind of built a little better than Livingston right now. So I had Archie for sure. And then North Andrew, I had him in last week at that 10th spot. I just left him there. I had Archie jump him over that nine spot. I dropped Oric on my rankings from last week. Um, and then I also considered Rich Hill, but I couldn't put them in after having no games. Um, but Livingston probably 11, Rich Hill 12 for my top 12 kind of deal. Um, so and going into this week, the way I kind of see this poll kind of breaking down for me, uh, Mount City, they're playing Stewart for Osborne. They should get a win there. North Shelby is at Northwest Hughesville. That's a very interesting game. 
I think North Shelby wins, but I think Hughesville is a little more talented than people give them credit for as of right now with their co-op with Sacred Heart. So I think Hughesville gives them a little bit of a game, but I think North Shelby is just too much for them and gets the win. Uh, but I think they're going to drop to three in this next week's poll because I think Southland Hollyhole is going to take it to Livingston a little bit this Friday. Um, I like Livingston. I don't love Livingston right now. I just wasn't – and part of this isn't their fault. I was – the way East Ashton kind of came out and played, it was kind of hard to keep Livingston that high in my opinion. I know other people are kind of leaving Livingston pretty high in their polls until they lose or until they show they're not the second-best team in the 275, which is absolutely fair. I understand that reasoning. But after seeing the Spartans live and seeing the Wildcats live, the Spartans are a whole different kind of animal from what I've seen. It could change. Maybe Livingston comes out Friday and plays a little more physical and can match that physicality of the Spartans brought against Worth County. Maybe the Spartans don't bring the same physicality they brought against Worth County to Ludlow. I don't know. But I think the Spartans win that one. And the Spartans are going to jump to that two spot and actually challenge Mountain City for the one overall spot in the rankings. We'll have to kind of see, though, because Mount City has a pretty good stranglehold in that one spot right now. Um, and then Drexel at five. I think they're going to beat Appleton City and jump to number four in the rankings. And then North Andrew at six. I think they, they play LeBlond. I think they're going to get a win there. And then I think they're going to stay around at that sixth spot. Because uh, I think the winner of Albany, number seven, and nine, Stanberry, jumps to five in this week's pool. I think that win will be enough for either one of them to leapfrog over Pattonsburg and North Andrew. To get to that five spot, over and then Livingston will drop down, opens up a top five ranking. I think the winner of that game will jump to the top five and be the early favorite for the GRC going forward. Um, Pattonsburg at eight. They got Schuyler County. This will be nice, interesting to see how Schuyler County has kind of progressed this year and if they're going to be a challenger or if Pattonsburg are just going to run off off the field. It's a big gauging test for Schuyler County, and I think Pattonsburg take care of the business, and I think they're going to – Probably up to seven in this week's poll, depending on how dumb they look. And honestly, how North Angel looks versus LeBlanc will tell me quite a bit. Because at one point, uh, Pattonsburg was up sixty to t- sixty to ten. They end up winning eighty to forty after the JV kids play. So depending on how North Andrew does versus Bishop LeBlanc will give me a gauge on who I should rank higher between Pattonsburg and North Andrew. I personally have Pattonsburg higher right now. That can change. We'll see how the voters um, change their voting after this week's games. And then Worth County at 10, their game versus Sacred Heart was canceled. Uh, versus, sorry, Santa Fe was canceled. Not sure if they're going to reschedule that, um, if they're going to another game in there. I know Keatsville has an opening schedule, opening on their schedule right now, so we'll kind of see if they can get a game um, scheduled here in the short week. Uh, it's probably not looking likely. I know they were looking for something after Santa Fe had a positive COVID test. We're going to have to see it there, but right now Worth County looking to be idle. They'll stay in the top 10 just being idle, I believe. It just kind of – it stinks for them because I think they want to get that bad taste out of their mouth. And I think that you might, if they get Keatsville, they might get that and be able to secure their top 10. Um, and then the, probably the best game that's not a top 10 matchup is Archie and Rich Hill. Should be very interesting. It's at Rich Hill. Rich Hill has a couple of better – one of the better backfields in the state. Archie, very athletic. Very interested there. I think Archie wins, and Archie gets a little more of a bump in the next week. And they start approaching that top 10 a little bit. Um, East Ashton, Northwest Nottaway. I think EA wins that game. Northwest Nottaway might be a little more improved this year. But EA, I think, figures some things out. And then Rockport got a couple of votes as well. Uh, they've made a one-person's ballot as a nine uh, seed. Uh, they got Platte Valley on the road. Platte Valley actually looked more impressive than we kind of thought coming into the year. Um, in their first game versus Mountain City. 
They struggle a little bit on offense, but defensively they're a little saltier than we kind of expected coming into the year. Um, so I'll see what they can do versus Rockport. If they can slow down uh, Joey Heron over there, very interested in that. Um, but again, a lot can happen this week with the games that are kind of going on. Um, other games I didn't talk about, uh, St. Paul Lutheran at Bramer. Give me Lutheran. Osceola at Jasper. I think Osceola wins that one. DeCab at King City. Give me King City. Concordia Liberal. I'm going Liberal, but nothing would surprise me in that game. Uh, Oric at Norburn Harden Central. A low-key, pretty interesting game here. Give me the Aggies to beat Oric here and start Oric out on an 0-2 hole on the year. I think Norburn Harden Central has enough. I think they're up to 19 kids out now. Um, the rumor is there for Norbert Harden Central. So they grew their numbers a little bit here. Got some kids to finally come out for football um, here late in the process. Um, Oric reeling off week one. They might come out and turn it completely around, or they might just keep tail spinning. Um, and then the coaching edge goes to Thacker there at Norbert Harden Central. Uh, Schick had a really good week. Uh, I think that's his name. Uh, for Norbert Harden Central, had a really good game last week as he ran for – 178 yards and four touchdowns, which was, from what I've received, is the third most in the state in week one. So pretty impressive there, and most by a team that won. Um, I'll get to those numbers here in just a minute. But give me Norman Harden Central in the slight upset over Oric. Um, other games, that's all we have right now. So that's kind of where we're at in week two. Um, pretty interesting games. I don't know if I'm going to make it to a game this week. Um, some Something popped up. So I might not be able to make it to any game, just have a safety precaution. Um, I'm okay, but kind of one of those deals. Better to play it safe than sorry. And I, and I don't want to be the reason if I go to a game that a team can't play the next week because they were around me. I don't. That's kind of my thing right now. I'm staying at home by myself, just me and the, me and the dog who's currently passed out on the couch. Um, so I'm okay. Just have a little bit of a sore throat. Took a test out of precautionary reasons. I work from home next couple of days. I uh, took the test Wednesday night. Should get the results back in two to seven days. So if I get my results back before Friday at a decent time, um, and I can get those results and I'm clear, then I'll probably go to Ledlow. If not, um, and of course if I test positive, if I don't get the results back, just going to stay at home um, and just watch the scores from home and tweet out scores from my living room instead of from the sideline, which would suck, but it's, it's best for everybody. No reason for me to go out there and spread uh, what's already spreading fast. So if I do have, a, don't know at this point, um, it's kind of a sore throat right now, but a little nausea earlier today, but I think I'll be fine. I'm 25, fairly healthy. I'll be fine. I just don't want to spread to anybody else. It's kind of my biggest concern um, going forward. But let's look at the stats here. We've had 16 of the 29 teams that played last week post their stats. So um, this is not an all-inclusive stat leaderboard right now, but it's what we have. It's what I'm going to go off of as of right now, late Wednesday night. Um, passing leaders, top five. You have Zane Reed from Pattonsburg through 475 yards. Wes Hughes from Livingston through 325. Blake Buchanan from Oric, 198. Josh Smith from East Ashton, 188. And then Tony Osborne from Mound City with 152. Uh, honorable mention to Tanner uh, Domlo from Hughesville, who threw for 151 yards. So just missing that top five uh, there for the Mustangs. Uh, passing touchdown leaders, four guys threw for at least uh, three or more touchdowns. Zane Reed from Pattonsburg threw for eight. Wes Hughes from Livingston threw at five. 
uh, Domlo from or Damlo from Hughesville through four, and then Bronson Shaw from Sky Schuyler County through three touchdowns. So that's kind of your touchdown leaders after week one, from what I've seen. Uh, the stats either posted on Max Preps or given to me by coaches directly in my Twitter DMs, which I do appreciate. Um, and then rushing leaders will go for everyone who has at least 140 yards, so eight guys in the state that I'm counting right now. Uh, number one, Parker Muff from King City, 291 yards. Number two, Andrew Alarcon from North County for 219. Um, Braden Schick from Northern Harden Central had 178. Jacob Coffey from Drexel, 175. Logan Mueller from Lutheran had 147. Uh, Domlo from Hughesville had 146. Joey Heron had 144 from Rockport. And Kelton Gordon from Norman Harden Central had 143. Um, I was a good top 10. Carson Thomas, North Andrew, 137. And then Kale Stoneburner from North Shelby had 124 yards. <clears throat> and those are your kind of rushing leaders from 16 teams after week one. Uh, touchdowns, three guys had four with Muff, Schick, and Stoneburner. Um, looks like four more guys had three touchdowns with Coffey, Thomas, Heron, and Mueller. So those are kind of your rushing leaders after week one. Receiving leaders, two guys had over 230 yards. Uh, 237 for Brett Emig from Pattonsburg and 233 for Chase Neptune from Livingston. Um, Stevenson from Oric also had 175 yards. Cameron Jones from Pattonsburg had 158. And Will Young from Mountain City with 126, also breaking 100. Ian Hedlund from East Ashton with 122. Guys with at least two touchdown catches. There were seven of them uh, with four and leading the state right now. Brett Emig from Pattonsburg. Cameron Jones with three from Pattonsburg. And Chase's Neptune from Livingston also had three uh, with two apiece. Ian Hedlund from EA. Will Young, Mountain City. Uh, Pearson Teichner from Northwest Hughesville. And Lincoln Smizer from Schuyler County all had two touchdowns apiece through the year. So pretty impressive um, through week one. Uh, total yards leader, top five um, in the state, all with over 270 yards of total offense. Zane Reed from Pattonsburg with 547 yards of total offense. Wes Hughes from Livingston with 411. Domlo with Hugh from Hughesville, 297. Muff with 291. And Josh Smith from ES Atchison with 278. Uh, over 250, also Tony Osborne with 256 from Mountain City. Touchdown leaders, guys, with at least five touchdowns, um, starting at fifth place. Uh, Braden Schick from Norman Orange with five. Uh, six touchdowns for Domlo, six for Stoneburner, seven for Hughes from Livingston, and ten for Zane Reed from Pattonsburg. And one second on Pattonsburg, Coach Cavan over there, just quarterback whisperer, I guess. That, that system over there, their quarterback's going to throw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Uh, you saw it last couple years with Will Height, before that, Cole Dilly. Um, and now you have Zane Reed, who hasn't played football since I think it was seventh or eighth grade. He's out here throwing for 475 yards and eight touchdowns in his first game, running for another 70 and two scores in the ground. Pattonsburg looks to be good offensively again this year with Reed distributing the ball to Emig and Cameron Jones on the outside. They got some decent guys up front. Pattonsburg looking more more of the reload than rebuild uh, that I was kind of expecting earlier in the offseason. So. Shout out to Pattonsburg. Um, top five scoring offenses after week one um, goes Archie with 82 points per game, Pattonsburg 80, South Holt Holt 78, Norbert Harden Central, and Schuyler County both at 70 points per game. Uh, top five defenses, Mountie and Rockport both holding their teams to shutouts in week one, North Shelby holding the six points to Hughes to um, Santa Fe, 
Stanbury just 12 points allowed, and Hughesville just 14 points allowed so far this season. So very interesting to see. Um, the biggest win last week for points difference-wise was actually South Holt Hold over Worth County, but 56-point win. 54-point um, wins for Archie and North Shelby. 52-point win for Northwest Hughesville. 50-point win for Mountain City is your five biggest spreads of the week. Um, so very exciting week one. Um, so far, it looks like I'm staying home for week two. Um, I might do a Facebook Live to me how I'm feeling. Um, just kind of have the Facebook Live camera on me for – Three hours, starting at seven, eh, probably a little after seven, just so we can get some scores in already before I start talking, um, and just have me looking through Twitter and probably watching the Stanbury Albany game on Facebook um, while I'm on a Facebook Live. Um, lucky enough for me, I have two computers and another laptop screen, so I can actually watch a lot of stuff at one time and my phone. So I can have Twitter updates. I can watch Albany Stanbury to kind of see how that game's going, interact with you guys on Facebook. Um as the games kind of go on and update the scoreboard for both Facebook and tweet out scores on Twitter. Also, since I'm on social media stuff right now, thank you guys so much for all your interaction on Facebook and Twitter. Um, last time I saw, let me look this up for the, th- for Twitter. We were over. Um, let me look here. Twitter. We are now at 1,322 followers. So 1,322 followers. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate all the love there um, for you guys coming out there and following us on Twitter, retweeting uh, our my stuff. It's really good to have that on Mo 8 Man Football. We love the exposure for it. And then for the Facebook page, which we started the week before the Jamborees, really. We really didn't start it before that. Um, and we are at... Pull up community here. 401 likes and 446 follows on the Facebook account. So, um, and let coaches, let the parents know, players, let your parents know, um, people who like who want to know scores. Because I see it on Facebook every once in a while, like after the games are over, like, oh, do you guys see what's the Spartan score right now? What's this score? Have you guys seen scores? I see that with parents all the time on Facebook. I've been telling them, also, you tell them. Go follow Mo Eight Man Football on Twitter, on Facebook. I will have a scoreboard pinned to the top of the of the page every Friday night. That will have live updates of the scores. As soon as I can get them in there, I update it. Just refresh the page. It's a live scoreboard going on there. It worked out pretty well last week. Be on the sideline. It'll probably be even faster updated this week. Um, as long as people keep tweeting out scores, or you can text me scores if you want my number. DM me on Twitter or message me on Facebook. I'll give you my phone number. I don't care. I like to be accessible. So do that. We can get the following up a little bit. Um, also, just the follows that we've had on the post here in the Facebook Lives and everything. Almost 1,000 people saw the scoreboard last week. Um, over 2,000 people have reacted to the media poll posted on Facebook. Um, trying to see Coach Magruder's post-game interview. Had over a thousand views there on Sunday. Over se- almost seventeen hundred people um, reached the post. Uh, we had another six hundred views with the halftime show with me and Anthony. Um, just about four hundred for the pregame show, but that's kind of my fault. Uh, the audio from the stadium was playing there. We didn't get the audio restored in time for you guys to listen to it. Um, and then 
the post that I had there about the Graceland kids, the five eight man players, that had almost seven thousand people reached. Twenty six shares, uh, fifty three reactions to it. Really appreciate that. Um, the stats that I po- the standings that I posted on Saturday morning um, had almost seventeen hundred people reached. Uh, my post game show with Coach Peterson on Friday nights, one point six thousand views, over two thousand people reached. We really appreciate all the. Um, I, Anthony and I's halftime show from Friday night had almost a thousand views, almost seventeen hundred people reached. We really do appreciate you guys viewing that, commenting, sharing it. We really do appreciate it. It gets the kids some exposure. That's why I started this. That's why I started the Twitter account five years ago. It's why I started the Facebook page about three weeks ago. The more and more we have, I also encourage you coaches to post your stats to Max Preps. That way we can all see them. That way I can use them. I can highlight the kids on Twitter uh, for doing really well. Um, we really do appreciate that. You guys are on the ball with um, with their stats. And eight-man football is back. Everyone stay healthy. I know we've had already one game canceled this week with Worth County at Santa Fe. Um, I canceled myself from going to a game as of right now. But stay healthy. It, everything's going to be okay. It's just we got to make it through this. Um, wear your mask socially distance, all that good stuff. We're coming to the end here. My throat's really starting to get hurt after this 30 minutes, so I need to get a drink of water and go to bed. Thank you guys for listening. Share it. Like it. Message me if you think I'm an idiot with something. Um, I talked to Coach Peterson after on Sunday. I saw him at Livingston EA, and I told him I had worth kind of had him in the polls, and he said, why? I said, because I'm an idiot, and he appreciated the honesty. So I appreciate I like the feedback, the give and take the coaches give me. I really enjoy it. Um, and if you think I'm wrong somewhere, let me know and I'll let you know why I think the way I think that's it here. Thank you for listening to straight up sports. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Mo eight man football. Thank you guys.